Friends, welcome to worship at Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a first-timer or a long-timer, whether you are right here in Morrisville or some great distance away, we are thankful that you are here and worshiping with us this day. An announcement from our Boy Scout Troop 3. The Christmas trees and wreaths are now for sale. They're up in our parking lot. They are open Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. and from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Saturday and Sundays. They are grateful for your support in years past and also in this year. The trees in the lot are surely a sign that today is the first Sunday in Advent. This is the first season in a new liturgical year. The word Advent means coming or arrival or visit. And it is in this Advent season that we begin an inward and an outward preparation for the arrival of Christ. As we enter this season of expectancy, preparation, and longing, yearning for God's nearness, let us begin by worshiping together. And now, our first Advent candle will be lit by Seth and Nancy McHenry. Creator God, tell me of another world, I said, a world where bodies don't fail and all are born healthy. So people dance for days, a world where grief sets its prisoners free and heartbroken hearts find relief. Tell me of another world, God, a world where toddlers believe they can and clap for themselves every time they take another wobbly step. Tell me of the end of war. Tell me of a church whose walls become windows and whose faith becomes a magnet, drawing people in with love's pure pull. Tell me again about the lion and the lamb. Tell me of another world, I said. Then God said, child, my child, you are my world. You are my heart and you are my church. What you speak of is hope, but you should keep speaking and keep seeking for it is such a beautiful prayer. Let us pray. Loving God, as we enter this Advent season, help us to open all the dark places in our lives and memories to the healing light of Christ. Show us the creative power of hope. Prepare our hearts to be transformed by you, that we may walk in the light of Christ. Amen. Please join us in singing the first verse of He Came Down, as it is printed in your bulletin. He came down that we may have hope. He came down that we may have hope. He came down that we may have hope. Alleluia forevermore. 
Please turn to your bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. The world says all is lost. God says all is loved. The darkness says the light is dying. The light says the fire is catching. Fear says cover your eyes and your ears. Hope says wait, watch, and listen. As we wait, watch, and listen, we remember that the grace of God overflows for us through Jesus Christ who came into the world to save sinners. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sin together. Merciful God, we confess that we are distracted, even weary, in our discipleship. We keep busy with so many things, captivated by technology, seduced by the lure of consumer goods. We do not remain alert to your divine presence in our lives, in the church, in the world. We are doorkeepers of our lives, watching for you attentively. Awaken us to your surprising power and glory your abundant hope and peace, so we do not miss how near you are to us. Be gracious toward us, we pray, until we are gathered from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven into your embrace. We pray in the name of Christ, who was and is and is to come. Beloved of God, there is nothing in all the world that could separate you from God's love. There is nothing you could do or say that would keep God from loving you. Together, let us proclaim this good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Hello, my young friends. I realize it looks like I've been shopping a lot, but I haven't. These are actually filling our communication center right now, right outside this sanctuary. These are Advent starter kits. Yes, I'm going to say that again. Advent starter kits. They are to help you get started with Advent at home. And you're not going to believe this, but there is a bag prepared for every single family in our church. 
and they are going to be delivered to your doorstep sometime this week. We have wonderful saints of this church who have prepared these bags. We have wonderful saints of the church who are going to deliver these bags. This has been a labor of love and a beautiful way for us to bind ourselves together in the season of Advent when we are so far apart from one another. And I want to give you a little introduction to what you can find in here. First of all, there is a list, handy-dandy list, of exactly what you can find in here. You're going to have a candle. This candle, some of you might have an Advent wreath at home, like ours here. Some of you might not. This candle, you can light every week during worship or when your family is gathering around your table at night. It's a way to remember the light of Christ and our journey in Advent toward Christmas. So you're going to have a candle in here. You have an Advent devotional for you and for your family. This is provided for everyone, and they are devotionals that you can read together, you can study together, you can color together. There are all kinds of ways that this can be a devotional for your whole family. You have an Advent devotional to get you all through Advent. You have a 12 Days of Christmas mission project, which is going to help our food center feed people who are hungry during this season. There are details about that in here. There is an envelope that looks like a plain old envelope. But inside is a ribbon. And we are calling this our gratitude ribbon. You don't have to remember all this. It's going to be on all your instructions. But I'm just giving you a heads up. The gratitude ribbon is going to be for you and your family, whoever's in your household, to write on here, probably with a permanent marker, what you are thankful for this season, what you are grateful for. Once your family's written on it, you're going to put it back in this envelope and you're going to mail it back to the church. And in the coming weeks, you're going to see how we are going to use these gratitude ribbons as part of our worship in our worship space. So stay tuned. Send this back to us. In here, you also have... I wish I, sh I should have brought the finished project, prod product in this bag. Our directions, easy directions to put together a little church ornament that says MPC 2020. And it is an ornament that comes with a string all ready to go that you can hang on your Christmas tree at home. Beautiful instructions. I'm going to give Mrs. Keys a beautiful thank you for her work on these. There's an ornament in here you can put together in your home. There is a pen pal postcard. And by that we mean you are going to have a postcard in your bag that's already addressed to someone else in our church. You might not know the person it's addressed to, but we are asking you, it's already stamped, it's already addressed, we're asking you to write them a nice note during Advent to let them know that you are thinking of them and that their church family loves them. And you also in here are going to have information about Christmas Eve and everything you can expect for that. I don't know of a better way to start Advent in this time and this season when we can't be together than to know that we are working together to bring joy into our households, to bring hope into the lives of those who might be hungry right now, to bring peace to those who are lonely. This is a time that we can do things together, even though we are far apart. We can be bound together in the love of God and find wonderful ways to share that love of God with others in this time. So keep a lookout, keep watch, 
keep awake, right Molly? Stay tuned for that. Keep watch, keep awake. This will be on your doorstep before too long. And if by some chance you do not receive one and you would like one, first of all, we apologize that that happened, but please be in contact with us and we would be more than happy to make sure you receive one. But give us a few days. Uh, we have a lot to deliver and there are many people who are working to make that happen. But we are excited, friends, to enjoy this season and to move into this season of Advent together. So let us join our hearts in prayer. You can repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for Advent and for our church family. Help us to open our hearts to you and to one another this Advent season. Amen. Stay tuned, friends. These are coming. Please join me in prayer. Creator God, you remind us that the darkness of ignorance and doubt cannot be overcome, cannot overcome your life-giving word. May your Holy Spirit, who first inspired these words of scripture, shine your light and once again awaken us to the hearing and living of this radiant truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, our scripture today comes from the gospel according to Mark, the 13th chapter, beginning with the 24th verse. Listen for the word of God. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware. Keep alert. For you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch Therefore, keep awake, 
for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray once more. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I have a confession to make. I put up my Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. I decided I was going to put up my tree and the lights early this year because they symbolize for me joy, and in the year 2020, we could all use a little more joy. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting up Christmas decorations early, but as I was very quickly reminded, I live in an apartment complex full of seminarians. And they had something to say. I think my friend Doug said it best. He said, Molly, I noticed you put your tree up early and I can understand why, but I just want to remind you, don't skip Advent. I'm worried people are going to skip Advent this year, he said. And I thought to myself, leave it to a seminarian to be worried about people skipping liturgical seasons. But I have to admit that he has a point. Advent is traditionally described as this season of expectant waiting. Oftentimes, it's compared to a family preparing for the arrival of a new child. They don't spend their time being sad that the child is not yet there. They spend their time preparing, shopping, and decorating, and attending class. They're anticipating the arrival. That's the description that's used for Advent time and time again, probably because we're awaiting the Christ child. But this year, this year we've spent a lot of time waiting already. We are waiting for a vaccine. We waited for election results. We're waiting for reunions with families and beloveds. And so it's not all that difficult to imagine why we have a hard time getting excited about waiting. This year has been a hold on tight and make it to the end kind of year. And so the idea of joyful, expectant waiting is challenging. It's part of the reason I put my tree up early. I wanted to get to the joy. I wanted to get to the light. And I think that's what my friend Doug was saying. December 25th is coming whether we prepare for it or not. So let's just skip to then. We're thirsty for the celebration. Let's skip to the joy. 
For others, we're just tempted to fall into the rhythm of the season. For some, the hymns and the decorations and the rhythms and the lighting of the Advent candles bring great comfort. And for others, they dull the senses. We sing the same songs and recite the same scriptures year after year, and we can easily do so without pondering the depth of their meaning. I can light a candle, I know this about myself, without any self-reflection. The season can easily become a fog of rituals and waiting. And I can't help but think of the month that I lived in my sister's basement. I had graduated college, and my sister's family graciously invited me to stay with them while I was searching for an apartment. That very first night, I climbed into bed, and I realized that she lived very close to a train track. This revelation, it came throughout the night again and again and again because every single train that passed by blew its horn, and I was awake all night counting the trains. The odd part of this story is a month later when I moved out, the trains no longer kept me awake. In fact, I couldn't even tell you if trains passed by. So perhaps in this season, we're similar to those who've lived near the train tracks for a while, who no longer hear the sound of the train. After years in the church, we get used to the noise of Advent, to the coming of Christ, so much so that we no longer notice it. Or if we do, it has ceased to jolt us awake and has become instead a dull rumble rocking us to sleep. But in the text this morning, Jesus is teaching his disciples, while you wait, keep awake. So whether you come to this first Sunday in Advent, already exhausted by the season or ready for the joyful celebration, probably a little bit of both, we find ourselves again on the first Sunday of Advent, waiting for Christmas, the arrival of our Savior, the inbreaking of hope into a world of chaos. We're waiting to celebrate the coming of Christ who reconciles all things, to God's self. And yet, all is not right in our world. The pandemic, it rages on. Earlier this week, the Dow set stock market records on the very same day that the food lines across our country were longer than anticipated, longer than anyone had imagined. There are still powers and principalities that have not been brought low. Racism still exists. Sexism still exists. Ableism still exists. Violence and hatred still pervade our culture. And as the McHenrys read the poem this morning, while they lit the hope candle, I couldn't help but think of all those who were named, 
those with bodies who are still failing, those who are incarcerated, longing to be free, those who live in the shadow of war and walls and desolation. We're preparing to celebrate the coming of God, and yet all is not right. Traditionally, the scholars refer to this as the already and the not yet. Christ has already come, not yet has all been made well. I prefer theologian Kate Bowler, who likes to say that we live in the time of the almost. Nestled somewhere between Christ who has already come and the not yet of all being made well, we live in the almost, waiting and longing for hope. And in the scripture this morning, hope incarnate himself says, keep awake. In the scriptures this morning, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to wait while living in the almost. Keep awake, says Jesus, for you do not know when the master of the house will return, and you do not want to be asleep. This is not just a physical awakeness, but Jesus is talking about a posture. He is talking about, about a way of being and living in the world. Keep awake, pay attention. See how the fig leaves sprout so slowly? If you pay attention, you notice the coming of seasons. Be that awake. Jesus is giving us a practice for this Advent season. Awakeness. But in all reality, Jesus is giving us a practice for our lives. Because our lives are an advent. As Paul Tillich writes, the entirety of our lives, the entirety of our relationship with God is one of waiting. But if we are awake while we wait, we will not miss the opportunity to love our neighbors as ourselves. And if we are awake, we will not miss the advent of the Christ child, the arrival of hope. And if we are awake, we will not miss the glimpses of the kingdom that come in our time. And so with this in mind, I invite you to reflect on this past week. When were you most awake? When were you most awake to God's presence, to God's work in the world, and to the inbreaking of hope? When were you most awake? Did you see? Did you see, did you really see that neighbor who interrupted your walk to talk about absolutely nothing? Did you see their loneliness? Did you hear their request for conversation and community hidden behind their question about what your family did for Thanksgiving? 
did you see? Did you really see the woman at the supermarket whose joy annoyed you? Who proclaimed that she was buying groceries for a shut-in? But it was not because she wanted to brag. It was in the hope that she might inspire you to do the same. Were you awake to the stirrings of the spirit as you made eye contact with that homeless man for the fourth time? Did you hear? Did you really, really, really hear the differently abled coworker who asked you for accommodations? Did you really hear them as they asked what would make their life not easier, only accessible? And did you taste? Did you taste the food you ate this Thanksgiving? Whether turkey or takeout, did you savor the gifts of the earth and the communion of those with whom you ate? Even if it was just one other person, even if it was over a Zoom screen, are you awake? Are you really awake? Because if you are, I think you might find that the kingdom you're waiting for is closer than you imagined. So let us not enter this Advent passively, but let us enter it awake expectant, full of hope, as Jesus tells the disciples, stay alert, preparing, participating, be in the world as an awake person. The inbreaking of God's kingdom could come in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, and you do not want to be asleep and miss it. And we know, we know that hope comes in the night because hope has come in the night before in the form of a babe, wrapped in a swaddling cloth and laid in a manger, hope comes in the night and bids you stay awake. Glimpses of the kingdom will be all around you as you wait. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved of God, as we respond to the word read and proclaimed this day, please turn to your bulletin and join me as we affirm our faith through the words of the Apostles' Creed. With believers across time and space, let us state what we believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. Beloved church, for the next few minutes, let us sit in the hopeful presence of our God as we reflect on the hymn printed in your bulletin today. This time is an opportunity to be connected by God's presence in all the many places where we are worshiping today. So let us open our hearts and our minds to the gift of God's hope and God's presence this day. friends, let us pray. God of the future, God of the already and the not yet, God of the almost, you are coming in power to bring all nations and all peoples under the rule of your lordship through Jesus Christ. We know about, believe in, and hope for that future advent of the kingdom because we know about, believe in, and find as the source of all hope your first advent in Bethlehem. As we enter into this new season today, help us to be expectant people. Help us to be people who keep awake bend our thoughts and aspirations beyond the moment, beyond what we can see in front of us at any given time, because although we want to do our daily tasks well and to your glory, help us to be people who look ahead, who peer around various cosmic corners, and who know that the ultimate things of existence in this world are the things that have been secured for us through Jesus and that are real already now in the kingdom he established. In Advent, we sing about our having open hearts for you to enter in, and may we, by the grace of your Spirit, 
be open indeed. Make us open to the ways your kingdom is coming. Make us open to the ways your kingdom is knocking at our door, at work, at school, at home. Make us open to others, enabling us to see, to really see each and every person we meet as Jesus in our midst. Open our hearts to opportunities to serve your people, to serve your whole creation out of devotion to you and to your Son who showed us what true service is all about. May we be reminded that when he came down into a virgin's womb to salvage the universe that you fashioned in the beginning, he came down for each and every one of us. As people whose hearts are opened indeed, we make petition this morning for the needs of your world. This Advent sees once again a world of war and violence. This Advent season sees to a new level we didn't know could be possible, a world of illness and fear and loss of hope. It is easy, O oh God, for us to see why this world needs saving. But sometimes it's not so easy to believe that in Christ it has already been saved. Beyond the glitter and goodwill and the warmth of the Christmas season, God, help us as Christians to find in Jesus' birth long ago a true reason for hope in this present moment and then lead us to be workers for peace, bearers of your shalom, agents of healing in this world gone mad. Here in this place, here in our family of faith, you see and hear the needs and hurts of our beloved family during this holiday season. Stand close to anyone here this morning who struggles be with those who yearn to be with family. Be with those who have lost family. Be with those who find relief in the absence of family. Be with those fighting constant fear or loneliness. Lift the clouds of depression from those who wrestle so mightily. Minister to those who struggle with illness or diagnoses or chronic pain. Give them relief, we pray. Lead to a better time those who are unemployed right now, who are worried about finances, who wonder what the new year may hold. Grant that the coming weeks and months will hold new and good and wonderful things for those seeking a meaningful outlet for the gifts you have given to them. You alone see us as we are, O oh God. And so we beg for you to nurture us according to our needs, to minister to us according to our hurts, to heal us in all those places where you see that we are broken or sick. 
But despite whatever happens in our lives or whatever is going on at this present moment in our various hearts and minds, still we do adore you, God of wonder, God of glory. We worship you. We lay our hearts open before you. We turn to you as our one hope. Come to us by your Spirit. Our hearts are open. Be born in us anew this day, so that every day we may spread the increase of your hope and your peace. And now hear us as we join together in the prayer, Jesus taught us our Prince of Peace. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Beloved of God, keep awake, wait, watch, and listen for hope breaking into this world each day, in this season, and in the seasons to come. And as you go out into the world, May the grace of Jesus, Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit go with you. May it be with those you are called to love and with those whom you love, this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>